Welcome from the 2018 Phoenix Film Festival. Yeah, you heard us right. We're at the Harkins Scottsdale 101 this week for the largest film festival in Arizona. Each year, the festival keeps getting bigger and better, and we're excited to be bringing you some of our favorite films from this year. Now, before we get started, let us introduce ourselves. I am Tuesday Morrow. And I'm Kaylee Monahan, and this is Whiskey and Popcorn. to actually start our film festival coverage with an Arizona-made film. I feel one thing the Phoenix Film Festival does really well is putting locally made movies uh, into their lineup. And this year, one film in particular really stood out to me. I do like the way Phoenix looks. It's almost ugly. And I think that's what I like about it. There was a time when I wanted to leave and I never really thought about which direction I'd go, but I, I really did want to leave, not come back. The first time I saw the silhouette of the power lines coming across the picture, it was very warm, but it also had a sadness to it. It was both happy and sad at the same time. I realized that I didn't have to go on some extensive trip to find like the most beautiful landscape that I could just go right out the front door. The film, it's called Coalesce, A City Composed. This is where a painter and musician work in tandem to create an exhibit. And it's, it's where art and music are actually experienced together. So Megan Jones, that you heard from the clip, uh, born and bred Arizonan, uh, she creates Phoenix landscapes. And they tend to be what many would consider the more mundane or even ugly side uh, of Phoenix in the downtown area. Then once Megan's piece is complete, an East Coast musician, Jordan Ignacio, creates a score to accompany the art. These works ultimately end up at Phoenix Grand Art House Gallery, which, by the way, is an absolutely beautiful gallery in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Did you like Coalesce? <laughs> did I like Coalesce? Yes, I did, actually, quite a bit. This film really captured an essence of Phoenix that I don't think a lot of other films have done that I've seen. First and foremost, like, Arizona does not get a lot of film made here, and there aren't a lot of films made about Arizona, particularly ones that show Arizona in a positive light and Phoenix in a positive light. The, the way that the film came together, uh, where you have the you have Megan's story and then you have Jordan's story, and they kind of start off separately. And then as the film progresses, they come together. So you start seeing emerging more and more of the painting and the music till at the end, you actually get a full rendering. It's like, like an animation where you see Megan's paintings being done in real time to the music. And I just found it really beautiful because it doesn't show the desert landscapes. You're not seeing the cactus. You're not seeing the mountains. You are seeing the heart, soul, and grit of the city. You're seeing the neighborhoods and the intersections. And as Megan points out in the film, you know, it, it's it's that sort of ugly, ugliness of the city. But 
she manages to find the beauty in it, in those compositions. And having grown up here, I was just like, wow, blown away that somebody is seeing our city in this light. Because you could think about other cities across the nation that are just ugly and no offense to Detroit, but like Detroit is one of those cities that it's just not a pretty city. And yet so much has been talked about it now. So much has been done about it. There's street art, it's flourishing. And now it's a beautiful city. I feel like this film has done that for Phoenix. And it was a pleasure to watch. I think I went into the film overly excited because I wanted it to pay homage to my home as a third generation Arizonan. But it was, some aspects were very difficult for me. I found it slow and I didn't really relate to either Megan or Jordan, even though Megan is a born and bred Arizonan. I just, I didn't find any huge relatabilities in either one of them. Um, the silver lining for me was one thing that Megan said during it, which was, I always thought about wanting to leave and getting out of here. And there was times that I felt the same way as she did. And, and kind of looking back on that in, in the fact that she said, now I don't think I would ever want to leave just watching how much, especially downtown Phoenix has been flourishing as an arts district and I mean yes it's it's getting a little bit uh, bougie bougie yeah that's okay that's well (laughs) we can use that um there's definitely a lot of filled in yes there's a lot of gentrification going on but within that also watching it flourish and and I can relate to that like in high school and things and being like I'm gonna run to San Diego and live on the beach or something like that and and then realizing now in my 30s, I could never leave here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there was that little bit of silver lining. And of course, the film, like you said, visually was fantastic. Being able to say for the first time in a long time, oh, I know that street. Or, oh my gosh, I know that exact intersection that they're at. And that that's always nice to be able to kind of see it on the big screen and say, no, my home is a place. And You know, even if she was painting back alley dumpsters, those are my back alley dumpsters. (laughs) And I I like our power lines and I like our back alley dumpsters. And so I did enjoy that aspect. Um, But yeah, it just for me ran a a little slow and I could have used more relatable characters in my perspective. Hmm. Yeah, well, I I find that interesting because I feel like you're saying two different things Mm -hmm. here, like... You are relating a bit to Megan and her story of wanting to leave but never leaving, and now you could never leave. I know for me, like, that really did resonate for me because I, I grew up here. Phoenix is my home, and I was desperate to leave. I, I I had to get out, and I ended up in Tucson, which wasn't far enough away. And then I ended up in San Diego, which still wasn't far enough away. And then I went overseas, and yet I keep coming back to Phoenix. And because I had been gone for these chunk of years coming back I could really appreciate the changes and it for me it definitely changed how I see Phoenix because I was able to get away and live somewhere else and you were able to miss it and I did miss it a lot and 
you know, I'm in a point in my life where I was like, gosh, I don't know if I could ever leave Phoenix. Like I could, I could see myself maybe being somewhere else for a few months, but like Phoenix will always be home and like this will be home base. And retrospectively looking, you might be right. Maybe I'm just torn with the film. Maybe part of me doesn't want to relate and part of me does. So maybe it's more of an internal struggle. But as far as this being Josh Provost's first debut feature-length film, I you know, I can see some drawbacks, but mine are so much more personal than than what he did as an artist. Sure. Well, it, it was interesting because we actually brought all three into the KJZZ studios and did an interview with them, which is online. Uh, you guys can check that out. But when we were talking to Josh and we asked him about, you know, what was the greatest challenge about putting this film together? Because I was thinking a bit about when you mentioned the slowness of the film. And it's only an hour-long film, but it does, it, there is a sense that it is. it does feel longer. I would venture to say there's almost like a timelessness to it. I, I was just lost in it. But he said that he had so much footage. When you think about it, he's compressing hours worth of work for Jordan's musical uh, composing process, each instrument, because he plays all his own instruments, Jordan, which I just find remarkable. Every, all the stringed instruments, the synthesizers, the drums, uh, uh, the acoustics, the vocals, he does it all. It was amazing. Com- compressing all that and then hours worth of footage of uh, Megan painting and it's like yeah how <laughs> how do you squish that down into you know eight minutes and and piecemeal your favorite parts where maybe you know you could have gone longer and had more of an impact in this space but having to know you have to have some kind of time restraints. Yeah. I feel like the pacing kind of picked up as the film went on because in the beginning, Megan and Jordan are very separate from each other and the processes are separate from each other. But as the film progresses, they start integrating more and more, uh, like I said. And, you know, and then it then it culminates uh, with the end with the the exhibition at Art House and or Art House, I should say. And um, spelled Haas, I have to say it the German way. And uh, with the, with the animation at the end, so you know may, maybe the pacing could have been a little bit tighter. I I'll give you that, but for me, I was just kind of like on this psychedelic high of Phoenix. <laughs> I, I can get that. I think one of my one of my favorite aspects of the film was Megan's art pieces were portraying different times of day in Arizona, mm-hmm. and. You know, for our non-locals here, there is such a difference between the morning glow, uh, you know, of Phoenix in the morning and these beautiful purple and pink sunsets that we get in the evening. And then that treacherous 2 p.m., it's, you know, 104 out where, you know, you can you can see the heat radiating off the sidewalk. I mean, they're just such different aspects of downtown Phoenix. So I liked that each art piece portrayed a different time of day and yeah she just managed to capture that and I, I will just throw out here and I don't know if Megan would agree with me or, or or anybody else for that matter but hands down Arizona has the prettiest most stunning sunsets you will see anywhere I can say that because I lived in California and Hawaii both have supposedly beautiful sunsets but nothing beats Phoenix sunsets and by no means I mean I would absolutely buy one of Megan's pieces in a second to have up in my room for sure and like I could just 
put on Jordan's music and just zone out for hours. It's so, it's got this ethereal uh, kind of um, Devandra Banhart or Sufjan Stevens sort of vibe. It's it's very dreamy. And I feel like that fits Arizona very well because I remember as a kid, I daydreamed all the time about leaving. And now I could daydream about never going away. <laughs> You're stuck with me too. <laughs> I think that wraps up the review for Coalesce, a, a City Composed. And uh, honestly, I, the, the review is split here. I mean, I, I might have convinced you Tuesday to kind of come over to my side. To the dark side. To the, to the beautiful psychedelic side. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but we would love for you guys to go see this film, if for nothing else, to support Arizona-made film. It's going to be showing three times at the Phoenix Film Festival. You could get the exact times on the website and, and get your tickets for it. And I would. Uh, it's, it's magnificent. It's magnificent.